You're listening to Ira Harmon's Pop Machine on WHPK 88.5 FM, Chicago. Welcome to Ira Harmon's Pop Machine. Turn on, tune in, have fun. Miscellaneous mind-altering substances are not included. <laughs> Everyone has a community. A neighborhood, school, place of worship, or other chosen groups. Communities can provide support when you need it, including helping your kids avoid underage drinking and other substance use. Learn more at talktheyhearyou.samsa.gov. Everyone has a community to lean on. A neighborhood, school, kids' teams, where you worship, work, work out, or any other place or group where you choose to belong. Communities can provide support when you need it, and even when you don't know you do. Like when it comes to preventing underage drinking and other substance use. You've talked with your kids and shared clear expectations, but you're not with them every minute. Your community members, friends and relatives, teachers and coaches, faith leaders, and other important adults in your kids' lives can be your eyes, ears, and a supportive influence when you're not around, reinforcing your messages with your kids and alerting you to warning signs of underage drinking or other substance use. So talk with your kids about these issues and involve the members of your community to help keep your kids safe. Because when you talk, they hear you. Ghetto Freaks explodes on the screen with excitement never before shown in a motion picture. Ghetto Freaks exposes the sensuous facts of taking over a white commune and turning the white chicks into soul sisters. Help me! I said no. She's my lady. Nobody touches her. What's the matter, man? You knew the rules when you joined this family. And the rules were real fine when you didn't have a chick of your own. But you took your share real good. Now your little pink lady is going to obey the rules. And you're going to watch. Ghetto Freaks is a motion picture that will make every part of you react with a new feeling. Groupies, long hairs, freaks, all living in one soul family and doing the bidding of a black leader. Nothing could stop these freaks from performing their weird initiation rituals night after night. Every new white convert wore an afro and obeyed the rules of the leader. And he showed them how to get their kicks where their cracker lovers left off. Ghetto Freaks is a film you can't afford to miss. Ghetto Freaks. So when you feel like hope is gone 
Submit to your demands 
To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies? The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, macking holes, my crew's behind me. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music lasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epic secret. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot. Now check it, I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy. I got mad friends with Benzes, C notes by the layers. True f***ing players. Jump in the Rover and come over. Tell your friends jump in the GF3. I got the chronic by the truth. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. To the honeys getting money, playing niggas like dummies. Uh. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby, baby. Straight up, honey, really, I'm asking. Most of these niggas think they be macking, but they be acting. Who they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? Soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind and ask you what your interests are. Who you be with? Things to make you smile. What numbers to dial? You gon' be here for a while. I'm gon' call my crew. You gon' call your crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two. Plans to leave, throw the keys to little C's. Pull the truck up front and roll up the next block so we can steam on the way to the telly. Fill my belly, a T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's great. Conversate for a few, cause in a few we gon' do what we came to do. Ain't that right, boo? Forget the telly, we just go to the crib and watch a movie in the jacuzzi. Smoke L's while you do me. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. I love it when you call me Big Pop. To the honeys getting money, playing niggas like dummies. Uh. I love it when you call me you got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby Baby how you living, Biggie Smalls? Imagine and Benz is giving ends to my friends and it feels stupendous Tremendous cream, a dollar and a dream Still tote gas strapped with infrared beams Chopping O's, smoking line optimals, money holes and clothes, all a nigga knows. A foolish pleasure, whatever. I had to find the buried treasure, so grams I had to measure. However, living better now, coochie sweater now, drop top BMs, I'm the man, girlfriend. Honey, check it. Tell your friends to get with my friends. We could be friends. We could do this every weekend. That's right. Is that alright with you? Yeah, keep banging. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. I love it when you call me Big Papa. To the honeys getting money, playing niggas like dummies. Uh. I love it when you call me Big Papa. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Baby. Uh. Check it out. Biggie Smalls, Junior Mafia, represent baby, baby, uh.
about this girl, maybe I should I met her in Philly and her name was Bradshaw See we be making love constantly That's why my eyes are a shade Blood burgundy The way that we kiss is unlike any other way That I be kissing when I'm kissing What I'm missing, won't you listen? Brown sugar, babe I guess high off your love I don't know how to be
everybody got a stack and it ain't no crack And it really don't matter if you're white or black I wanna take you there like a staple singer Put something in the tank and I know that I can make it If you can't take the heat, get your ass out the kitchen We on a mission And everything looks so good 
it's smooth like Barry and his voice got bass A body like Arnold with a Denzel face He's smart like a doctor with a real good rep And when he comes home, he's relaxed with pep He always got a gift for me every time I see him A lot of snot nose X-Frames couldn't be him He never ran a corner line once to me yet So I give him stuff that I'll never forget He keeps me on cloud nine just like a tip He's not a fake wannabe, trying to be a pimp He dresses like a dapper dumb, but even in jeans He's a constant original, the man of my dreams Yes, my man says he loves me Never says he loves me, not mine I rush me good and touch me in the right spot See other guys that I've had They try to play all that Mac shit But every time they tried I said that's not it But not this man, he's got the right potion Baby rub it down and make it smooth like lotion Yeah the ritual, highway to heaven From 7 to 7 he's got me open like 7-Eleven And yes it's me that he's always choosing With him I'm never losing and he knows that my name is not Susan He always has heavy conversation for the mind a lot to me cause good men are hard to find
to the R-A-T And in fact, if you ain't heard of me, take a seat, lay back and listen As I bust for your ass on this funkified mission Just kick off your shoes and relax your feet That's right Party on down with the Brad Now it goes like that and that's how it goes I'ma give it to all you Negroes and hoes So listen up, make sure you listen up well And don't miss shit cause this bitch be bad as hell Truth of the matter is That talk shit in a gangster's way That's how them fools get dealt with So what you wanna do, bitch? Don't even trip Step up, step up And I'ma bust your lip Now I know that you know That I know you don't want me to But keep on tripping And I'ma give it to you Bitch
As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the streetlight Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be damn with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a loped out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life through a die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know.
You're tuned in to WHPK Radio, 88.5 FM on the dial, here in Chicago. Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire. Learn how to make your home safer at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. Did you know that the safest way for babies to sleep is on their backs? Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or SIDS, is the leading cause of death in infants between one month and one year of age. You can reduce the risk of SIDS by placing babies on their backs to sleep for naps and at night. To learn more, call 1-800-505-CRIB. That's 1-800-505-2742. A public service of this station. Don't let your pop machine get interrupted by technical difficulties of any kind. Just go to thepopmachine.net. And remember, thepopmachine.net will get you through times of no radio. Better than radio will get you through times of no pop machine. Think about it. to see people that come out, especially after all that I've been in. I mean that from my heart, because you make me feel good as a person, you know what I mean? Make me say, well, it wasn't that bad. All I did was kill a car. You thought I'd murdered somebody. I thought it was fair myself, you know. My wife was gonna leave me. I said, not in this way. You may be leaving, but you're gonna be walking away from this one. I'm killing this here. So go get them hush puppies and hit your ass on down the road. I had a magnum too, man. I shot one of them tires, boom! Tires said, ah! Got good to me, I shot another one, boom! And that vodka I was drinking said, go ahead, shoot something else. I shot the motor, the motor fell out the mother. Motor said, Then the police came. I went into the house. Cause they got magnums too. <laughs> and they don't kill cars. <laughs> they kill niggas. 
priests in L.A., man, they got a chokehold they use on motherfuckers. Do they do it here? They choke you to death? That's some, because I didn't know it was a death penalty to have a parking ticket. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll choke a motherfucker's life. They wait, that means you be dead. Two grab your legs, one grab your head, they go, snap! Oh, he broke. <laughs> can you break them? Does it say so in the manual? Let's check. Yep, page eight, you can break a nigger, see? Good work, man, good work. Good work indeed. Let's get there. I always wish niggas would have something, you know, like electric dog collars or some sh Like, you know them bulldogs used to wear with them points that sticking on them? And put some old dog doo-doo on the tip. <laughs> Muffy grab you around the neck. You may die, but he'll be following your ass shortly. <laughs> and they got them dogs, they, you know, them Dobermans to chase mothers with. You know, like I saw him chase a teenager down the alley. Mother was just in a little old lightweight gang fight. Wasn't nothing to it, but they sick this big dog on his hand. And this brother was low running. <laughs> I'm a nigga doing eight, nine hundred in the underbrush. <laughs> and the dog was on his ass. <laughs> brother waited till the dog got about two feet from him. Nigga turned around and said, sit! And now, an ad hoc dodget from Ira about Klingons in America. I give you the dodget. What is happening out here in the land of the free? Why is there such racial bullshit everywhere? You know, it's a chronic disease and a degenerate ailment that future historians will point to as the very reason the great experiment of the United States failed to reach its full potential. Future historians may be aliens from another dimension combing through our rubble, and they will look at the Lincoln-Douglas debates and the Supreme Court versus Dred Scott and Roger Taney versus John Marshall arguing over why slavery should be the law of the land and smile a wry smile through strange alien lips at our stupidity and primitive society. I imagine they'd be more evolved than we are if they're alien anthropologists digging through our post-apocalyptic pogrom of cracked iPhones and fossilized cheeseburgers. They might think to even have such debates and conflicts about who is or is not a person and who should be dehumanized and enslaved is unbelievable. In historical hindsight, our stupidity will seem quaint, like ancient people who believed in rock gods. Not the kind with guitars, but the kind that sat around eroding and crushing people. The fall of the American Empire, and make no mistake, the United States of America is an imperial empire in decline. The book will be on dusty library shelves a thousand years from now next to the fall of the Roman Empire and the fall of any other ludicrous empires that have risen in between time. Yeah, there, there will still be books. Next to the wheel, it's the greatest invention of all time. The story of our folly will span several volumes. We're a sick bunch of sea monkeys and there seems to be no cure. Every time we seem to get better, there's a recrudescence of the illness 
as it metastasizes elsewhere. It's like whack-a-mole. Pops up over there after you smack it down over here. The funny thing about racial conflict is that it's so artificial, so superficial. It's the stuff of Dr. Seuss's children's books. The star-bellied sneeches versus the plain-bellied sneeches. And there's no reason for a racial divide to exist outside of societal castes and economic greed and the science of group dynamics. As individuals, we understand the folly of it all, but as groups, we seem to coalesce into an organism in which stupidity is the rule. Then again, as individuals, we can still act as agents of the group entelechy we subscribe to. Solo acts of racist behavior are committed while playing some meme on a loop in our minds. I sometimes think about how many times possible futures shift and mutate because of some unnecessarily evil racist act done out of some ill will by a person who thought it would be better to kill another person or to dehumanize another person out of hatred of their differences. I sometimes think that the cure for cancer was on the way and would exist now if not for the dehumanization, the inhibiting, or the murder of that person's great-great-great progenitor by an idiot with an IQ of maybe two who didn't like the cut of their jib. It seems as though the backlash for the last eight years of the illusion of a power shift perceived by conventional America, aka white America, because a black person held the most powerful office on the planet is manifesting itself in weird and quirky ways. Black people are suffering dumb incidents of blatant racial profiling that are above and beyond anything you might witness on the Twilight Zone. You've heard some of the stories on the news lately and on the internet. Take Starbucks, where people meet and sip coffee and commiserate and type on their laptops or their little devices. It's patronized by two young black men who take a seat and wait for a third man who is non-black to have a business meeting about some real estate matters. And a white woman working at the coffee shop a barbaric barista doesn't see them as patrons but as Klingons waiting for a signal to strike a blow against the federation of white people. So she calls the police who are well practiced in the management, molestation, and detainment of Klingons. They arrive and on her word alone take the two men into custody. It's like they're on automatic pilot. There is no reasoning with them now. They've got to take these Klingons in. This is so draconian as to be like something out of a dystopian science fiction novel. But it isn't from a science fiction novel. It really happened. Unless it's fake news, which I doubt very seriously because I am a black man and I have my own draconian stories that I could tell you. Anyway... These two men are held for nine hours and then released without charges. In another incident, a black college student takes a nap 
in a common area and wakes up to police asking for proof that she is not a Klingon. Hell bent on perpetrating an evil act against the Federation of White People. She produces her papers to the stormtroopers who leave her unmolested, reluctantly I'm sure. A group of three young black women leave their Airbnb with luggage and a white woman who notices them calls the Federation on them for suspicious activity. The hell's niggas doing leaving a apartment with luggage? Must be something afoot. Apparently, blacks don't own luggage. I better get rid of mine. I didn't know it was illegal to own it. And we don't rent places to stay while out of town. No, when I uh, travel to Europe or someplace, I like to like sleep under a bridge or something. You know, it suits me fine. Heaven forbid I should rent a bed and breakfast and be seen walking out of it with my luggage to go to Heathrow. The Federation stormtroopers beam on the scene with phasers set to kill at the ready. After calling the owner of the property and disturbing their day, the women's story is corroborated and verified and they are let go. Heaven forbid they were headed to Starbucks for a cup of coffee. So what we really need is a group of police who slap the taste out of idiots' mouths that call them to capture Klingons who are in fact not Klingons but just black people going about their business. Now I'm not a paranoid person but that doesn't mean someone is not out to get me. It seems that the white supremacist movement has conspired to create incidents across the nation and possibly the world, but I'm sure they're only really worried about the United States. To chip away at black people's sense of privilege, what vestigial traces there might be after the abolition of slavery, these stupid incidents will continue I'm afraid and this attack will come in many other forms. The police shootings of unarmed black people has opened the door to much more harassment at the hands of the agents of the Federation of White Supremacy. They're out for total dehumanization of the black populace. It's a new form of terrorism. If this phase of their plan is successful and so far they've made great strides in terrorizing 20% of the American citizens then they will certainly go after the next group on their list. It could be you. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. which is ironic because a fox often appears on Donald Trump's head. If you're at the Washington Post table with Trump and you can't finish your entree, don't worry, the fox will eat it. Gary Busey said recently that Donald Trump would make a great president. I'm campaigning for him now. T-R-U-M-P. Of course, he said the same thing about an old rusty birdcage he found. Donald Trump. And obviously, we all know about your credentials and breadth of experience. 
seriously, just recently, in an episode of Celebrity Apprentice, at the steakhouse, the men's cooking team uh, did not impress the judges from Omaha Steaks. And there was a lot of blame to go around, but you, Mr. Trump, recognized that the real problem was a lack of leadership. And so ultimately, you didn't blame Little John or Meatloaf. You fired Gary Busey. These are the kind of decisions that would keep me up at night. Well handled, sir. Well handled. Well handled, sir. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. I'm president. Hey, I'm president. Can you believe it? Donald Trump is president of the United States. Oh. I'm president. I'm sorry. When you become president, it's very special. Sorry, folks. Can you believe it's me? Do you believe it? I'm the president of the United States. I'm your president, America. This is your president. Do you hear me? The president of the United States standing before you again. I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. It was a little surreal to say I'm the president of the United States. Then I realized I'm in the Oval Office. Where are we? Oh, we're in the White House, I see. Now I very much feel like POTUS. We're here. This is the White House. I'm the president. I'm here. I'm the president. To the best of my knowledge, I'm the president of the United States. I mean, I am the president. By the way, you ready for this? And I'm president and they're not. 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 I'm president and you're not. And now, to conjure the radio spirits throughout time. <laughs> From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Hi, kiddo. Carter at Universal Adjustment. Jim, how are you? In a rush. I have to catch a plane to Tucson, Arizona. Lucky you. Nice there this time of no, year. No, no, listen. One of our brokers out there wrote a 50,000 straight life policy on a man named James Lansing. Lansing dropped dead two days ago. Uh-huh. And you'll never guess why. I'll bite. Why? Mr. Lansing starved to death. What? With a 50,000... Honest. Died of malnutrition. Got the coroner's report from Tucson right in my hand. Well, if a man could buy a $50,000 policy, he ought to be able to buy himself a square meal. Yeah. Johnny, flight 203 leaves at 1045. You interested? See you at the airport, Jim. Tonight and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Universal Adjustment Bureau Home Office, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Lansing fraud. Expense account item one, $178.13. Cost of plane ticket, Hartford to Tucson. I shaved, showered, packed, and got out to the airport in time to have breakfast there. Jim Carter found me at the cashier's cage. 
Hey, kiddo, you won't need a coat out there in that desert country. As usual, Jim Carter was bigger than I thought. A man who stands six foot five always is. A little ruddier, a little more blustery, but as efficient as ever. I wrote a special delivery airmail to the insurance commission in Arizona this morning and explained it worldwide. They wrote the policy. We're holding up payment pending investigation. Well, you could have told them that in person. We'll be out there as soon as the letter. Well, I like to be formal on these things, especially with the state commission. Besides, I'd just as soon let them think we'll get around to a routine investigation later in a week or two. In other words, you didn't tell anybody we're coming. No, I didn't. Maybe we can work it better this way. The faster we move in and find out what's what and aren't bothered by anybody, the better off we'll be. Hey, give me your ticket, will you, Jim? Yeah, sure. Here you are, pal. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, that commission is going to get formal sooner or later and ask a lot of questions. Mainly, why doesn't Worldwide honor the claim and pay off the beneficiary? So we'll have to skedaddle and get ourselves some good answers for him. Yeah, you know? sir. Hey. You may board the plane. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, pal. Has anybody asked that question yet? Well, the beneficiary, sure. Uh, James Lansing's sister, named uh, Arlene Kennedy. She called the broker, and he referred her to claims division at Worldwide, and she called them long distance, and then they called me. I told her to put her off for a while, telling her it was just routine. I see. Is she going to be tough? Man, she could be, Johnny. I understand she has money of her own, and she has some influence in and around Tucson. Oh, a lot of money? Yeah, and trust. She's very comfortably fixed. Yeah, watch yourself, kiddo. Yes, uh, Mrs. Kennedy's pretty upset by the whole business. Can't blame her for that. James Lansing died on the street with no identification on him. By the time police found out who he was, a routine PM had already been performed to determine cause. You know, the county was going to bury this guy? With $50,000 worth of insurance? Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Oh, excuse me, lady. Uh, the post-mortem never had happened unless Lansing dropped dead on a public street. Yeah, I see what you mean. So I requested the coroner's office in Tucson to hold the body until we can get something done. Better fix your seatbelt, sir. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. First thing that occurred to me when I saw the PM findings was that it might not be James Lansing at all. Chronic heart condition, lung history, debility. Doesn't sound like anybody worldwide would insure. Lansing took a physical before the policy was issued, didn't he? Of course he did. See, have you got any material on his insurance examination? Sure. Right here. Standard form. James Lansing was 100% okay when the policy was issued a couple of years ago. Malnutrition, lung history, chronic heart. How could he get in that bad shape in two years? (laughs) That's a pretty good question, Johnny. I bet the answer is going to be great. Yeah. What's the examining physician's name? Uh, I see. Examining. Oh, here it is. Uh, Dr. Carl Mayhood, Suite 932, Valley National Building, Tucson. He's our first job, Johnny. Hey, cute stewardess. Yeah. Well, back to business, kiddo. It was a long trip. And I spent most of it going over the material in Jim Carter's briefcase. By the time we circled Tucson Airport at 4.45 in the afternoon, I had the facts pretty well in mind. Expense account item two, 3.50, cab fare, Tucson Airport to the Pioneer Hotel. Jim Carter and I took adjoining rooms. I unpacked my clothes and got on the phone. A Sergeant Younger, Tucson Police, had made the DOA report on James Lansing. 
Yes, he was in. Yes, he'd be glad to talk to me. I left Jim Carter contacting the state medical board. Glad to meet you, Mr. Dollar. How do you like Tucson? Well, I've been here two hours, Sergeant. Weather's certainly nice. About like this all through the winter months. It's a little warm in the summer, though. Yes, sir. Um, now this Lansing matter. Yeah. There isn't really much to tell you, Mr. Dollar. One of the cars answered the call. A man was found dead in the doorway of a jewelry store about four blocks down the street. Uh-huh. This was the uh, day before yesterday, Sergeant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went down to the scene and called the coroner's office. No identification on him, so we started to check him out. Took us a little while. By the time we got a make on him, the coroner had already performed an autopsy. Yeah, I understood that was about the way it was. Say, tell me, how did you identify him as Lansing? One of his prints matched up on our cards here. Lansing was booked on a traffic beef a year ago. Otherwise, we'd still be trying to make him. You're sure it's Lansing over in the morgue? Yeah, we're sure. His sister came down, identified him. The name of Kennedy. Yes. Well, what did Mrs. Kennedy have to say about the cause of death? Nothing. That malnutrition bit didn't do a thing for her, huh? Not a thing, no, sir. We all thought Lansing was some sort of a transient. You know, just some old bum until we identified him. Uh-huh. Any witnesses see him die? No, we haven't found any. According to the coroner, he'd been dead an hour or so before anybody noticed him at all. Happened early in the morning. I see. Say, did uh, Lansing have any other business down here other than that uh, traffic violation? Nope. All right. Uh, who do I have to see to get into the morgue? Well, I'll phone the coroner for you. Won't be any trouble there. You want to go over now? No, later on, maybe. Uh, Dollar. Yeah? Death was from natural causes. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Then no matter how much you investigate, you people are going to have to pay off. Well, aren't you? Maybe. We just have to be sure of one thing. What's that? That we insured the right man. By the time I finished with Sergeant Younger, it was six o'clock. I phoned the hotel and Jim Carter, busy and efficient as always, had already gotten the vital statistics on Dr. Carl Mayhood. Northwestern University Medical School, 1940. Army Medical Corps, 1941 to 45. Dr. Mayhood's license to practice medicine in Arizona was issued in June of 1946. Married, two children, income and practice, according to Carter, was average. In person, Dr. Mayhood was a tall, blonde man in his late 30s. He looked like he needed a week's rest and a few laughs. Day and night. You have an alarm clock around the house, Mrs. Gartland? Well, use that. Yes. Goodbye. Yes, sir? Dr. Mayhood, my name's Johnny Dollar. I'm from Hartford. I represent the Adjustment Bureau handling a claim for worldwide insurance. Well, what does that mean? I'm an investigator. So? July 14th, 1953, you examined a man I'd like to get some information about. I hope this won't take too long. Uh, was it an insurance examination? Yeah. The man's name was James Lansing. Do you happen to remember him? James Lansing... No, I can't say that I do remember him, Mr. Dollar. What about him? Well, I'd like to show you the standard examination form first. Is this your signature? Hmm. Is that your signature, Doctor? I suppose so, yes. I don't know. Aren't you sure? Well, how many people are certain of their signatures? It looks like my signature, Mr. Dollar. I can't say for sure if it is or isn't. All right, what about these? Are these notations on the form in your handwriting? I would think so. I don't know. It, it looks like my handwriting. I can't say. 
According to this form, you gave Mr. Lansing a complete physical and pronounced him sound. That's my job as a doctor on these insurance examinations. Anything unusual about that? Mr. Lansing died two days ago, Doctor. There's nothing unusual about that either. Did they send you all the way from Hartford so I could tell you to go back there and buy a book on heart disease? You can get them anywhere in the country. The simplest kind. Not even a doctor's book. Read it. Know it. And don't take up my valuable time. Now, let me have that. Sure. Hmm. This patient Lansing was 41 years old. If he had no heart condition when I examined him two years ago, and obviously he didn't, according to my findings, it's entirely reasonable to assume that he could have developed heart trouble in a very short while, even the day after I examined him. You people gauge those things in your premiums. Why do you bother me? Are you finished? Huh? I take it you've had yourself a tough day, Doctor, and you don't want to be bothered with anybody. Now, look, I'm not here to bother you. you Just from what's on this sheet and what's happened, you're in enough trouble to get yourself involved in a police investigation. I'm here to try to avoid all that, for you as well as me. And please don't lecture me on heart trouble, incidentally. We know the statistics by age, race, color, climate, state, religion, occupation, geographical area, and sex. It so happens we don't have to go into that, Doctor. James Lansing died of malnutrition. Hmm? I said Lansing died of malnutrition. I'll be doggone. Coroner's report. Look for yourself. Hmm. Well, he should know. Now, was it possible for you to overlook that condition at the time you examined Lansing? If he'd been suffering from malnutrition in any degree, I would have discovered it and noted it. According to the coroner's findings, James Lansing had been ill several years. The lung and heart condition existed at least ten years. Can you explain how you were able to pronounce him physically fit, doctor? No, I can't. Well, how about this, the angina condition? I could have missed that, but it's unlikely with the degree of aggravation noted here on the coroner's report. Have you had much experience reading chest x-rays, doctor? Of course. The lesions reported by the coroner. If there'd been any lesions on Lansing's chest, I would have reported them. I can't explain that either. Well, now you understand why I'm here. Certainly. I wish I could help you. You can. Just let me see your file copy of the examination. And the x-ray you took at that time. I'll have my nurse look them up. I don't keep files over a year old up here. We have a place down in the basement. Okay. I'll have them for you tomorrow. What time tomorrow? As soon as possible. like to have them first thing, Doctor. You're kind of on me, aren't you? That's right, Doctor. I'm kind of on you. There'll be another intriguing episode in our story of the Lansing fraud. $50,000 is a good price for a killing. Most anybody will listen for that kind of money. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by John Dawson, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure and join us at the same time and station for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking.
May the funk be with you As we toast to the boogie Said her name was Betty. Boom. She lost it when I entered the room. Obscene. Too much of a gangster scene. Then I hit her with that gangster lean. Doing it the way it's supposed to be. We should ride. 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 Doing it the way it's supposed to be. We should Listen. ride. In the blue six four, rolling with a bad foot to the floor behind the tent. President, my residence at your expense. Are you a shark, a new fish, or a jumbo shrimp? Well, in the case, ain't no chasing me or replacing me, no lacing me. I hold the homegrown vacancy. And Kush is the reason we dankin' G and Spanky B in my sack But Dr. Dina put us right back on fat Now we gon' smoke to that I spoke to Cat Flat About the mothership connected Uncle Jam's army and we back, we protected The phone, dang, never be the same Burn it up, turn it up
Said your name, but I knew just who they meant. 
Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of The Pop Machine. In the meantime, stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay distant. Socially, that is. Scotty, one to beam up. (laughs) 